Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Welcome to another edition of Mondays with Matt. We are back to talk RMDs. I get lots of questions often about required minimum distribution. So Matt and I are going to really kind of take a deep dive, I suppose, if you will, into RMDs. Uh, because it is that you know it's the, we're coming up to the to the last part of the year here. We're this is the end of August, so we're going to be coming into uh, the third, you know, half the third quarter, then the fourth quarter, and so questions like these start kind of popping up with people. So we're going to go deep dive on RMDs. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, Mark, I'm doing well. It is, as you mentioned, the end of August, which mm-hmm. is close to the end of summer, especially for us Michiganders up here. Right. The weather does really start to pull some changes on us, but. Uh, in recent years, I guess, the stayed warm through kind of through September and the first part of October. And um, so hopefully we get some warmer temperatures sticking around. You guys can they might, yeah. Can enjoy and finish and, up those those travel plans here in the, within the state. As hot as it's been, I would not be surprised if we do have a prolonged summer. So we'll see. That would be nice. Um you know, we, we, yes we, and no, we, depending on where you live. <laughs> yes and no, depending on, that's right. You're not in Michigan, but um, that's not anymore. We, right. <laughs> but we, uh, always like, I'm not going to complain because, that's true. you know, it could be snow. It could be snow. <laughs> that's right. That's right. When it's, when it's 98 and, and, and 85% humidity for like 40 days in a row, you're going, Oh, yeah. Okay. Could I get a little <laughs> break, please? So, yeah, it's Just tough, a right? A little bit of that fresh we, fall, well, fall as hu- air. As humans, we always want something more or something different, though. That's, it, it's a folly. Isn't of ours. that weird? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's always like, well, it's so nice here now. Right. And, we can't wait and, for summer to show up, and then by the time it's at the end of it, we can't wait for it to end. Uh, and, yeah. I can't wait for fall. I can't yeah. wait for the leaves, and then it's yeah, then it's yeah. We just constantly change. So. Well, you know, Matt, maybe you know, can we wait for RMDs? Eh, maybe, maybe not. Right. So <laughs> some people, <laughs> uh, they're coming. Uh, as if you if you're fortunate enough to live long enough, uh, you, you get yep. to this thing called. Required minimum distribution. So we want to take a deep dive and break them down. And I've already said what they stand for, RMD. So we're going to kind of say that for short uh, throughout this thing. Now, it used to be, Matt, that it was 70 and a half that you had to do this. So we're going to start right off the bat with just the whole 70 and a half. They moved it to 72 with the SECURE Act um, back in the uh, at the end of, ni- tw- end of 19, beginning of 20. Yes, they did. I'm going to take a quick backup, though, because if you just joined in the podcast and we we mentioned RMD, what is what does that even mean? Required minimum distribution. Okay, sure. What is what is a distribution for what? So when you own a when you own a retirement account like a 401k or Mm -hmm. maybe a 403b, if you worked for, you know, a hospital or a school system or 457, it's a retirement account. Um, like your 401k that you save in, SEPs, SIMPLES, IRAs, they all have what's required distribution from the government says that we have to start taking money out. You you put money away, you took a tax deduction when you were working, put money into these vehicles. Now the time to pay the piper, it's time to pay the tax man. Yeah, so you, they're going to require or force you to take out money out of your um, IRA. Yeah, they've been waiting on their cut, basically. 401k. Yep, yep, they've been waiting a lot of years while you got the benefits of tax deferral. Now you have to pay them the tax. Mm-hmm. And the required distribution is a percentage. Um, and, and, and to answer your question, yeah, it starts at age 72. So they assume you're retired or getting close to retirement, and you have to start taking out now a portion or percentage of your IRA every year and pay taxes so that they get their share. 
Okay, so thank you for breaking down the different types of accounts. And it's interesting to note, Matt, that uh, so even the RMD rules do apply also to a newer Roth 401k. Not a lot of companies are offering Roth 401ks, but if you do have one, that actually applies to that too, which typically we tend to th- we hear the term Roth and we think, oh, well, you know, cool, it doesn't apply to Roths because the Roth is, you've already you paid the taxes going in versus deferring it. So the difference is it applies to the Roth 401ks, not the Roth IRAs. That's correct. So yeah, if you have, still have assets in a company plan and it's a Roth 401k, mm-hmm. the Roth is the money that we put in and we paid taxes on already and it grows and accumulates. And then when it comes out, it's supposed to be tax-free. I believe that has to do with just because it's inside the qualified plan, the 401k, because uh, yes. in a Roth IRA, there is no required minimum distribution. Correct. But if you leave it in the company-sponsored plan, they're going to force you to take the money out, even though even if it is tax-free, it's still got to come out. Yeah. Um, so one way you can not have to take that money out of that Roth 401k plan is to roll it over into your own Roth IRA. And um, that's just a simple transaction. Um, and then you don't have to ever take a required distribution from a Roth IRA. Right, exactly. So again, there's a lot of confusion around these things. So let's talk a little bit about when must we receive the RMD from an IRA. So when must we pull it out? As we mentioned, they move the age to 72. Okay. So kind of break this down a little bit for us. So like the, the first payment, you know, that kind of thing, there's some confusion around when it it has to, when it has to happen. Is it in the calendar year? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what happens is the year in which you turn 72, you're going to have a requirement that you take out this first distribution. So the year you turn age 72, you have to take money out that year. Now, if you, what happens if my birthday's late in the year? Well, they actually, on your very first one, let's say you have a birthday of December 29th and you're turning 72, but can I take money out in that day, couple days? You know, what if, what if it's on the weekend? So um, the, you have until April 1st of the year following after the year, year okay. that you turn 72. Gotcha. The year following the year in which you turn 72, you have all the way up until April 1st to take out that distribution. Okay. So if your birthday's late in the year, don't worry about it. Um, but if it's, if it's earlier in the year, you just have to take it out within that calendar year by December 31st of the year that you turn 72. Or if it's your very first distribution, like mm-hmm. I said, and you may not have a lot of time between the time you turn 72 and the end of the year, they give you up until April 1st of the following year to take out your first one. Now, be mindful if you wait until January, February, March, or April 1st of that following year, you're going to have to take one out for the following year as well because you'll turn 73 that year. So right. if you can take it in the year you turn 72, great, great. let's yeah. do it. If you're going to be uh, waiting and taking your first one the following year, it might work out better for you if you're retiring and then not going to have any income, but just be mindful, you'll have to take two that year because you'll have to take one for the year you turn 72 plus that year that you're going to turn 73 if you waited. Yeah, that's a great point. Thanks for bringing that up because it you know, it would seem weird, right? It was like, well, wait a minute, my birthday's like late December. I don't have time, you know? Many offices are closed or, you know, there's, there's different things kind of going on. There's a lot of timelines for companies Christmas, to do this stuff, right? Christmas yeah. and New Year's and all that. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, a lot of places. So they not. do give you that, but yes, then you would be, you would have to kind of do that extra one. Uh, now we'll hop around a little bit because I guess it's worth noting right here, Matt, with the distribution, it's a percentage. You mentioned that a minute ago. It does change through the years, but if you don't, for the sake of easy math, if you don't do the RMD, it's mm-hmm. pretty hefty. It's a hefty penalty. 
Uh, yep. So if, let's say it's a $10,000 RMD that you are supposed to pull out and you don't do it. Let's 50% yeah. of that, right? Correct. So what happens if you don't take out your our RMD by the deadline? Um, if you fall into that category, um, the IRS says, well, you can not take out the required minimum distribution, but if you if you don't take it out, they're going to penalize you 50% of the amount you were supposed to take out. Mm-hmm. So in your example, Mark, if, if I was supposed to take out 10,000 and pay taxes, I get a 50% penalty from the IRS. I, I, I get penalized $5,000. Or right. if your RMD was 20,000, you have to pay them 10,000 as a penalty. In addition. Because you, yeah, because yeah. you didn't take out the money and pay taxes. Now, most of you are not paying 50% in taxes. So it would make sense to take out the minimum amount and pay 12% or pay 22% or, or 24% or 30% versus paying 50% penalty. Yeah. And and you're still paying the taxes on top of that, Matt. So if yeah. it's a $10,000 RMD, you don't get it done in time. You owe the 10, they charge you an extra five plus the taxes on all of it. So yes. Ouch. Now, now be, be, be aware. Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tax you to death. Right. Um, but be aware if you missed it, if you missed taking out your required distribution in a given year. Mm-hmm. And then you remember, let's say you're doing your taxes and, and you forgot to take out your required distribution. Mm-hmm. There's a form that you can file to waive the penalty and you can t- go ahead and take that as soon as you remembered it. The IRS is forgivable as yes. long as you take it very soon after the after <laughs> it, the It's cutoff. one of the few places <laughs> that they are. This is kind of interesting. Most people don't know this. It is one of the few places where they do allow you to waive it. Um, you do have to fill out that form. I believe on my notes it's Form 5329 um, that yep. you can find at the IRS's website. And so people are kind of shocked to go, wow, they actually have a heart. <laughs> yeah, I know it. No, they have a form. They don't have a heart. <laughs> yeah, okay. And it says as long as reasonable error or steps have been taken no, I, to I'm, short the shortfall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm joking there. Right. It's a form. It's not their heart, but it's a form. Yeah. This is the one where if you go, oops, I accidentally forgot to take my, my distribution. Yep. You can waive the, you can request for the penalty to be waived and, and take the distribution out immediately when you find out, oh, I forgot to take it. And that's, you know, that, that happens occasionally or something in life happens and you just, you know, your focus is not on your retirement account at that time. So, yep. Um, And then, um, yeah. So then when you take that money out, it's taxable because you put it in pre-tax. So how is it taxed? It's taxed at your tax bracket, um, at your current tax bracket, according to the tax tables. So if you're married, filing jointly, you know, you look at the married filing joint tax tax table and you, you're going to add this money to your income and that might bump you up into a tax bracket or take on these RMDs could affect how much tax you end up paying on social security. It could, could um, cause a tax. So how you take your money also is very important. And that's why we talk about earlier in years while we're planning, if you can develop a plan to have a tax-free retirement, uh, it sometimes makes a big difference. Sure. And alleviates some of the confusion. Yeah, because these RMDs, when you take money out and pay tax, if you're if you're taking out fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in income, that's going to have a big impact when you're in retirement. So yeah. we want to pay attention to your current tax brackets. Um, we don't know what future ones are going to be, but we can plan on that. And then, um, and so you just got to be mindful that when you take out these required distributions, they're taxed and they're taxed at your current tax bracket. So if you're single uh, or if you're married, look at the look at the tax tables, and then we can plan for that. Yeah. Uh, well, so let me let me ask you another one here, Matt, so we'll break into some of this stuff. Uh, can, can an account owner take 
more than one RMD, um, you know, you, maybe you want to. I mean, maybe you, maybe you want to use the money for something. I don't know. So do you just take the one, right? Or can you take more than one? Okay. So can we take more than one RMD like in one year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, the whatever you take in that year is going to be taxed for that calendar year. The IRS doesn't allow us to combine two years and take okay. it in one. Okay. Um, you can't do that. And also some people will ask, well, can I roll over my required distribution into another, like my, into another IRA? Mm-hmm. No, no is the answer for that. You have to take it out of the qualified money out of the 401k or the IRA or 403b. You have to take it out of that, pay the taxes, and then you could put it into like an individual brokerage account. You can keep it invested, but you have to take the money out and pay the tax bill. That's, that's the whole goal of this rule is to get the IRS to get They their want their money. money so. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So if you, Matt, if you have more than one account, so can an account owner take just an RMD from one account instead of like, let's say they have three, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you have three different IRAs, well, guess what? Then you have to do an RMD for each one. Is that correct? Yes. Each one of the IRA custodians that will notify you um, based on the balance, okay, uh, how much you have to take out for that given year. Mm-hmm. However, if you have three IRAs in this example, and you have three distributions to take, the IRS does allow you to take add up the amounts that you have to take out and take them all from one IRA. And so, Okay, so you're satisfying the number. So you're satisfying the total, the total of number. the three numbers. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. So you satisfy that total distribution. So I, I have clients that do this. Uh, they have maybe one or two um, in like a fixed account, and then they have one brokerage account uh, in the market. Sometimes we'll add up all three of the all two or three of the distributions and we'll take them out of one. Again, how you take them, some people prefer and they plan on that money every year and they, you know, you can, when you take it is, is, it's up to you as long as it comes out during the calendar year. So some people will say, well, I want every year I have my, uh, my uh, long-term care insurance bill is a due and I want to take it out just before that it, my RMD pays my long-term care insurance, or maybe you have property taxes. Um, so if you think about how do we spend our money, and when do these big chunks have to be paid? Maybe it's your home and auto bill. You know, you could take it close to that time and then you have the funds readily available for that. One of the other things we can do, and I'll just insert this real quick because sure. I know we're coming down to a, our time limit here. But uh, if you want to avoid the tax on your retirement distribution, is there a way to do that? And the answer to that is yes. Uh, if you are charitably inclined, um, you can select what's called a qualified charitable distribution. So we call it a QCD, Qualified Charitable Distribution. And the IRS says that if you want to gift your required minimum distribution or any portion of that to charity, we will allow you to do that, not pay taxes personally. You don't have to take the money yourself and put it on your tax return and pay taxes on it. But if you gift it directly from your IRA to a charitable organization, a 501c3, they will um, then not count that as your income, but it will satisfy your required minimum distribution. Right. That's cool. Yeah. So like that $10,000 example we used, if you wanted to send the whole 10 grand, then you could. And then yes, you're not paying the taxes on that. Uh, But if you wanted to only send half of it, you could do that, right? So to say you got to satisfy the 10,000, let's say that's the number, you could send five to your church if they're qualified, for example, and then keep five for yourself and just pay the taxes on the five. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of clients do do this. And uh, so you can set this up. Yeah. If you're, if you're given to like your church and you do that monthly, mm-hmm. um, you can just set it up to automatically uh, a distribution come out every month and go right 
to the organization. It's in your name, so you get credit for it, but it comes right from your IRA. And you know, if it, if you oh, and you get the number like satisfied thousand, by the year, okay, for the calendar yeah. year, the full amount, whatever it might be, okay, great. Yeah, so if you're giving away, let's say five hundred a month, that's six thousand for the year, and that takes six thousand of your ten thousand. Sure. Now you don't include that in your income, and the charity doesn't have to pay taxes on it. So it it's a full six thousand dollars when you gift it. Now, if you were to do that, and then under your ordinary circumstances, let's just say you 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 pay it out of pocket. Mm-hmm. You're taking your six thousand dollars. Let's just assume you have to pay twelve percent federal plus four and a quarter for state of Michigan. There's minus fifteen percent of the six thousand right. that goes to the government, right. and then the net amount goes to your charity. What a beautiful way to keep the government out of your pockets. Give, yeah, give, exactly. If you're going to gift the money anyways, this is super smart tax strategy, and you can save yourself hundreds or thousands of dollars in taxes just yeah. by setting this up so that it goes to a nonprofit organization of your choosing. You know, right. We use a church as an example here, but it could be, you know, your fur babies. Yeah, whatever, as long as it's a qualified charity. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so if you if you want to exercise um, kind of that tax savings of surrounding your own qual, you know, required minimum distribution, definitely give us a call, give your advisor a call because this is a strategy that can benefit you. You can get it satisfied so you don't incur a IRS penalty. And uh, there's so many more things to talk about surrounding required distributions. You know, yeah, so give oh, us a call. Sure. We'd, yeah. we'd be happy to sit down with you if you're nearing that time frame in your life, or maybe you're going through it and you just never thought about doing that before. Give us a call. We'll yeah. be happy to talk to you. And I'll give you guys the number in just a second. I have one final point I wanted to make, Matt, and then we'll go. Um, so, you know, can you get out of them? No. Technically, no, right? They, The IRS is waiting for their money. Are there some strategies like the QCD that you just highlighted to help? Yes. Uh, I think the only other way you might could make the conversation piece of, Matt, of can I avoid RMDs is if, to your point earlier, if you start before 72, if you start converting them, uh, if you start doing a conversion, right, a Roth conversion into a, a, a Roth account, then you would re- reduce that number, right? So if you didn't have anything in the account, then there's no RMDs. But that's, again, that's a strategy you want to work with your um, advisor on because you don't want to just wholeheartedly change a large 401k because that could bump you up tax bracket and all that kind of stuff. So other yeah. than that, they're re- no, you they're waiting on their money. So one way or another, you're either converting it and paying the taxes now, which the IRS gets their cut. Or yep. you wait in a traditional, um, you know, IRA or traditional four hundred one k, and when you turn seventy two, you pay them that way. One way or another, you're paying them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, conversions are a great way. If you're also when you do conversions, you know, let's say you're under that required minimum distribution age, and right. some people do practice this, getting money out so that their distributions are less. Or yeah, like we, a five we, year we strategy. Can, each year you're converting. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And yep. Then, so we make conversions while you still have earning power and you're still earning a salary. You can pay the taxes right out of pocket and it allows more of that conversion or all of that money to go into the tax-free account. It's a great strategy. Um, the question is, what's it do to your tax bill and is it worthwhile? Um, and so we just want to we want to look at those things and look at how your investments are set up. It's, it's very, you, you want to take a very comprehensive look 
and see the cost benefit of conversion. But but yeah, you're going to pay the taxes in the year that you convert that money, but then you don't have to pay taxes anymore yeah. following that. So. Okay. So a lot of information here about the RMDs. We'll, we'll put a link into the IRS's website as well if you'd like to just kind of double check some of their FAQs and whatnot. Uh, but as Matt said, if you've got questions, and it definitely can get a little complicated, make sure you're talking with a qualified professional. Reach out to him. Uh, he is an RIA, uh, of course, with Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. He's also the, you know, the president and the owner. So if you need some help, when it comes to RMDs, don't hesitate. Reach out because they, they can be a little sticky there. So 989-401-2949, 989-401-2949, or stop by the website greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That's greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. Share the podcast with friends or family who might benefit from the message. Subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all the major platforms. Buddy, thanks for hanging out again on Mondays with Matt. I appreciate you. Hey, thanks, Mark. And uh, just remember, if you haven't taken your required distribution yet, um, you got until December 31st. So it's probably time to start thinking of it. It's late August. And uh, give us a call. We'll get something set up on the calendar for your distribution. Yep. And uh, also, don't forget to share this podcast with your family and friends. Yep. If you turn 72 this year, reach out to them. Let them know. Make sure you got that thing taken care of. Uh, as we would, you know, mentioned, you can go back to the beginning of the podcast where we talk about the year breakdowns a little bit if you need some help clarifying that. But if not, Matt's here to help, and we'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.